drowning and I throw you a life jacket, would you grab it? Yes, good. Pick up 200 shares. I won't let you down. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Ask them how they'd like to see 30, 40% returns. What are they going to say? No? I don't want to see those returns. Where's the money, Lebowski? You're going to make a lot of money, right? Be aggressive. Learn how to push. Show them a 3% return. I'll trust you to watch his kids for the weekend. I'm a big fan of money. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I did not know this. That's it. I'm done. Well, no picks, Tyson Jacks. Time to come out. Andrew on the board. SP futures up 10. NASA futures up 52. Dow futures up 80. <coughs> Stock futures are slightly higher as Treasury yields drop. We don't think for a second that the the Fed is pouring money into the system here, do we? Boy, it would, that, that would never be like them. Just just saying. Do we have Mr. Kevin? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing all right. Of course they're pouring money into the system. They have to because now we got to go spend a little more money that we don't have, so they have to do something. Well, plus we need the market up, right? We don't want to get people afraid. we got to make sure people stay. It's, co- it's called stability, Tom. It's, uh, it's something. It's something. Yeah, or Yes, or something like that. It's been some very good days for my clients. That part's good. So, oh, that is good. So I like that. You know, it's better being, better being green. Uh, but uh, I, I'll tell uh, them everybody knows it ain't easy being green. Uh, true, true. Kermit the Frog said so. Yeah, well, it's uh, or if he's an environmentalist, it's not easy. You know, nothing's easy. The uh, I was uh, very stunned on Monday. Our friend uh, <clears throat> Mike Murphy. I didn't realize, I mean, I guess I should have known, how many players are in this game over in the Mideast? Like 15, 10? I mean, I don't know how you... I mean, everybody's critical of everything, of course, because that's the way we are these days, but I'm not exactly sure how the hell you piece this together. Do you, are you? Well, when, when you say 15 or 10, are you counting, you know, Hamas and then the Houthis and the... Uh, uh, Assad, Syria, yeah. people still in Iraq, Iran, I mean, you name it, Saudi... Because, because in many ways, that's that's the same thing. It's almost like taking a nation and saying each state is, is its own player. Um, and, and a lot of the funding for all of it just finds its way back to Iran. Uh, and... You know they 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 have their own interest, and of course you know the Saudis have their own interest. Um, I, I do want to call BS on you know on yesterday's commentary that was that the six billion had you know was not a part of this at all. I think that's absurd. Number one, the funds were only released last week. They weren't that's released. True, that's true. Um, and uh, Jake Sullivan says they never spent any of it, but of course Jake Sullivan also says there's no confirmation Iran knew about or was involved in the Hamas attacks, and that's nonsense. But this has been negotiated for months, and it was announced on September 11th, 2023. So if so, I I think to dismiss it as absurd that those that funding. Had nothing to do with green lighting this operation. I, I I just think, you know, there's there is a really good chance because the money's fungible. Oh, they're going to use it for humanitarian. But the point is, they'll it, take everything they had for humanitarian efforts and throw it into this. That, I mean, it's so. So what point is it, Tom? So the the, the point is, is that that particular dough, and, and I agree with you. If they, if there's another six billion somewhere else, it's that six billion could now be freed up because this is in the hopper. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but 
yesterday when he said it. So. The stuff, the stuff that I was hearing this weekend on right wing, right, right wing to the right, was every single penny of that money went already for this thing. And oh, by the way, the blood is directly on Joe Biden's hands. That's absurd too. Oh. Stop, stop listening to Newsmax. Hardly anybody watches it. I couldn't get it off fast enough. At you cite it at least, you know, once every show. It's, it, no, it, it's like the number 37 cable network. I, I have... They, they get maybe 250,000 people to watch I know, it. I know four or five people that I actually care about that have, have, have gone down the somewhat of the rat hole of watching this stuff all day long with a, with a, with in, in one ear with a right-wing podcast, and they're turning into people nobody even wants to be, be around. And the, the, hate, the hate that's flowing, Kevin, and I'm sure it's flowing on the other side, too. Fortunately, I haven't landed somewhere where I had to listen yeah, to that stuff all the time. the demonstrations? Yeah. <laughs> the, the pro-Palestinian demonstrations? The pro-Hamas demonstrations? Yeah, it's flowing the other side. Well, it's, let's put it this way. You can be very pro-Palestinian. I don't know how you can be pro-Hamas. Just saying, the Palestinians have had an unemployment they're rate. The same 20. thing. I mean, you know, oh, they're not. Gaza, they're not. The Hamas has been running it since two thousand seven. Um, they don't run. They don't run the whole. Th- they run it because we're, we're talking about an enslaved people, essentially. I mean, I, I, I do not. You know that I don't like any act of terrorism, anything like that. But any anybody who thinks that you can put people in an area for 70-some years with 25% male unemployment rates and not have problems from time to time, you're nuts. It's going to happen. It's, 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 you don't know when, you don't know whatever. Uh, I mean, I can't... What is... I don't, you know, the thing that is coming, I, I'm, I'm pissed at myself because I cannot keep track. You know, maybe, maybe I should start, you know, downloading U.S. News & World or something. When Mike was on Monday, I was astounded by the amount of players and where they all are and stuff. I mean, when's the last time we, you and I, or anybody really, maybe Lou or, or Mike does it, when's the last time we saw in a, a big, huge map sitting in front of us, here's the bleep holes left in Syria. These guys are this group, these guys are that group, these guys are fighting these guys. Where we are and all this, it's got to be like a massive chessboard over there. And Mike, what Mike was saying is... Uh, Hezbollah is in Lebanon, right? And Hamas is in somewhat there, but they're, they're in Syria too, right? Was that what he was saying? I mean, these people are all over the place. I mean, yet nobody has a job. Uh, there's, 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 there's no government. And what, what piece does this idiot in uh, Syria side? He's got to be playing here somewhere. I don't know where, but it's not like the guy sits around doing nothing. Well, Israel's seeing attacks from the north now, so... Um, That's Hezbollah, right? Is that what Mike said? Yeah, I believe so. Now, I mean, I, I got one thing I have to do if I get a minute today. And I got to dig out my, I got to look at the map, see where all these guys all are. I mean, you know, it's hard. It's hard. That, that's that's what happens to this stuff. It, it gets in the back of people's minds, and when you when you have a, something that's unresolved, it's unresolved. I remember one of the most one of the most poignant things I ever read, Kevin, I, and of course I lost it. Had to do it with with terrorism, you know, and of course nobody likes terrorism. I mean, come on. Innocent people getting killed. Anybody get, see the people who maybe deserve to be killed? If any of anybody is, they're never the people who get killed. It's always some innocent, right? I mean, just as the Israelis fight back at, in, uh, against these guys, how many how many of the people killed are the people that did the atrocities? None. We're gonna kill all the other people? Oh no, they'll get they'll get a fair amount of them. Well, hopefully they do. Uh, but oh, the, well, I mean, they're they're not sparing anything. So you you know, given 
given the reach that they have, they're they're going to get a lot. Well, there's also going to be a lot of innocents on the other side to get yes, killed too. Well. But the uh, well, I guess this was a was a very poignant article. It had to do with uh, you know people like you and me, for instance, and the listeners. Something happens wherever it is. It could be Guantanamo. It could be uh, West Bank. You know, it could be anywhere. All of a sudden, something happens. Somebody takes some people's property. Somebody gets in prison. Somebody does something, and all of a sudden, it could be Afghanistan. Uh, with the, my favorite girl's movie, uh, Foxtrot, something, something. Uh, but all of a sudden, all the other people go on with their life. But the person who's in the Baca Valley tent for three generations, it's always forefront in his mind or her mind. It never leaves them, even though we went on and maybe had a, whole, a family and kids and bought two cars and got a job and had kids go through college. They're still thinking about, I'm living in this friggin' tent, and I hate these people. I mean, we, we sort of forget all that. I mean, I, I do, I know. I mean, I mean, what's it like to be in, that, in those shoes? What, what's it like to live in a place? Oh, here, here, so, so here's a question. Um, does uh, a group like Hamas uh, rely on having a permanent underclass? Uh, pretty much, yeah. You know, much like, much like we see with a lot of urban politics. Yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. So, it, you know, so again... Who, who's to blame for it? I think that that's a discussion too, because there's a whole lot of people that just tend to say, whatever happens, it was all Israel's fault. And oh. you know, I, I, I don't know that that's, yeah, I, I don't know that that that's a reasonable stance. I you know, I would trust Mike a hell of a lot more than you know than me. I I don't have any expertise on on how the chessboard plays there, um, but. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I do at least know enough to ask the right questions. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at, I, I'd forgotten who, I remember the name of the guy, uh, uh, Rabin, the guy who was assassinated in 95. Stop Rabin, sure, yeah. And, and, I, and I went to Google that stuff, and of course one of the questions that came up, and it, the question was, what is the most successful assassination in the history of, well, who knows, I won't think far humankind goes, and we're not a, this guy comes up, without a doubt, he stacked Rabin. The guy who shot him basically uh, bleepholed the entire peace process because the next guy didn't want any peace. And, and the Oslo Accords have gone nowhere since the guy died. Oh, and that, you know, that was Arafat. He had the chance to have yeah. a deal too and, and just wanted no part of it. Right, when he was there, like uh, Clinton. Because he, he, he was, yeah, he relied on the, uh, the underclass. Um, and, and, you know, Clinton, when he left the office, I remember reading this that. Arafat calls him and said, you're a great man. Clinton's response was, I could have been, except for you. <laughs> which, which is pretty true, actually. I mean, uh, but, you know, but Arafat not coming up with what probably could have been a reasonable deal, has, and the other guy dying, and all of a sudden it just went on the back burner for another, what, 27 years. And now, now look what we got. We've got a, we got a place with that much of economy, Kevin, wherever you have 25% unemployment with males 18 to 35, I guarantee you you're going to have a problem. I don't know what it's going to be, but you're going to have a problem. I, mean, I, you know, I don't know the solution to all that, but you can't just say that it's... I, so you're saying, you're saying pretty much every center, uh, city in the United States then? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, well, here we, we got the doll. You know, we're, we're, like, we're like the... Uh, what did they say? Even Caesar couldn't stop the dole, right? If ever, if ever, 
you know, sometimes what, um, when I when I try and learn something, Kevin, and I and I and I, uh, you know, I, I back off from the politics of it and the, and the people that I know and I think are involved and don't necessarily like. I go and try and find a place that I know nothing about that had sort of the same system, and see what their problems were. You know, when you, when you look at the welfare system here, and you look, all you do is think about it: the people that are benefiting by it. You know, by people not actually working, by being on the dole, by being the permanent un underclass, like you're talking about. Uh, so I went back and I spent, I don't know, three, four hours going through everything I could on the internet regarding the the Roman dole, which was essentially the first welfare system that, at least that I know of. Oh, right, good name for a rock band or a yeah. song. Oh yeah, the Roman um, dole, like that. You know what, Kevin? Exact same shit. Exact same shit. People. All of a sudden, you had everybody in the provinces working. People in Rome weren't working anymore. Uh, people had come to the city from outside. All of a sudden, they had no no visible means of support. So you gave out grain every day, and, and every week or two, you had no, or every week or a couple days a week, you had gladiator fights or Maximus or something. You kept people sort of entertained, and you kept them fed, even though they didn't really do much. Meanwhile, what you did on the same thing is, is deflate your currency. That the uh, the daily whatever the, the coin was, the denarius or something, used to be there was enough silver in there to represent a day's pay. And then they go, we don't really need all that silver in there, do we? <laughs> and so, as the people in the provinces start making the grain and so forth, you, you keep dropping the amount of silver in there. You read this and you're sitting there going, change the name from denarius to dollar, change the name from Rome to the inner city. It's the exact same history, isn't it? And it, but but it, when you read something like that, it it becomes more poignant. Because I don't know who the players are. I don't know who the precinct captain is. I don't know who the mayor of Rome is. It doesn't matter. Once you start going down that rat hole, you go down the rat hole. Yeah, well, and the, the problem with the doll, and, you know, it, it, is, it is something that at least originally is, was intended to be a bridge for people who needed it. But the problem is that when it becomes a way of life, then it also becomes, uh, it, it ingratiates people not in a necessarily a positive way because it's just enough to stay alive it's just enough you know but it's not enough to get you really out of poverty no and uh and but the the ingratiated part is fear of losing it uh that if, if you lose it then what and uh and it also is you know it, it, we've talked about negative in income tax before it, it's also disincentive to work because when you net out the hourly of taking a low-level job against you know, and and uh, and the cost of losing, uh, you know, whatever in uh, whatever public income you you're getting, then uh, you know that's a bad deal too. So you know we have we we structurally have built this you know uh, uh, this permanent underclass in the United States, and I'm you know let alone what's going on in the in the uh, in the Middle East, you know we we have this whole underclass. And we don't have good solutions for By it. By the way, uh, your 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 buddy who came up with the negative income tax, Tricky Dick. Um, well, I don't think he, I don't think he's the only one that came up with it. But well, okay, it was in he's his, going. He's, he's, he espoused it. Yeah, and he uh, it was very well designed, where you never you never lost money by working. If you if you went out and worked one day, you were ahead of the game. You know, you never gave it all back. You gave a little bit back. But I mean, it was actually yeah, I, very I well designed. I think that's 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 the way that we should do that. It should be a bridge. It should be something that uh, incentivizes getting off of it. Um, but 
because I, I, I think you have a whole lot of people that are afraid that they're going to lose it, and uh, and then they vote accordingly. Um, they, they vote for whoever they think is not going to take anything away from them. Well, the idea, somebody lobbed one here in Illinois, I don't know who it was, that people who are getting essentially welfare checks have to show up at least one or two days to work someplace, whether it's you know sweeping a parking lot at the school or whatever it is. And the out, outcry of how much disrespect that was. I'm like, how's it disrespect to go to work? Do I disrespect myself every day? I go to work every day. That's, <laughs> Actually, that's really about dignity. Yeah, well, to me, it's the other way. Yeah, it's the other way. Of course, then that you know that's the work that would typically be done by public service unions, and public service unions want to protect their their workers, so uh, they're they're going to come up with any excuse to disagree with it because that's union work, and if some of that work gets taken away from their people, then they will lose their own support. Well, you know, I drive by a lot of the parks in the city as I'm seeing me driving around more these days. You know what? We we could take thirty of these people sitting out in front of a police station. Look to me like they last time I drove one. Look to me like they I didn't see anybody drinking, didn't see anybody smoking dope. They'd be out a lot of young people. You know what? If I drag them out to thirty people and clean up Marquette Park and the city unions give me any kind of any kind of crap, screw them. In my opinion, I mean, you're not doing it. How's the place so damn dirty if you if you guys are doing it? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't. You know, a lot of a lot of the uh, the pushback against the migrants are from people that are saying if they get any money, I get less. Well, that's one hell of an argument. Or they're getting things that have never that uh, that others from the underclass have never gotten. Well, you know what? The group I saw camped out in front of a police station. They weren't getting squat. I don't know what they what they thought they were getting. It looked to me pretty awful. Well. It, it, there's a whole dynamic there, and that we can we can dedicate a whole show to that. Uh, but it, we, let's go back to the Middle East because really, you're right. There are a lot of players uh, involved, but ultimately, it boils down to a handful of the major players, and and then they wield their influence throughout. Mm. So you you would be looking at Iran. You would be looking at Saudi Arabia. I be looking at Israel, you'd be looking at the I U.S. I think some and of then, these guys... And then there's, you know, Russia's got their hands in there, uh, China's always got their hands in everything, so they're, you know, they're part of... It, it really is, you know, it really is about the big players. I, you know, Kevin, I'm not so... Sh- I'm, I'm not going to necessarily disagree, but the last time I, I did a deep dive into this serious stuff, some people have areas there that actually have oil, have farming, they have their own when we were doing our, st- we we probably still over in Syria. We have to buy our oil from the the bad guys just to keep our tanks running or wherever we got over there. I mean, it's there's people that have there's there's some uh, there's oil. It's a different. It's not near as refined as what we're used to using here, but somehow or other those guys make it work and the, whatever they're driving around. It's there's there's there some of them get money by smuggling. Somebody get you know some of them. They're not all getting a check. They say Iran's giving every single one of these guys a check. I think it's somewhat naive. I, they, they they obviously are, are are bad necks, but they but they also are a player. I mean, we don't want uh, we the U.S. We don't really want this Iran, China, Russia thing to go too far. Plus, I think we're we should be fairly aware, and I don't know how we deal with it. But is there a more detested? Ruler, ruling class than any than the people in Iran was it ninety five percent of the people want them out of there and yet they they seem strong enough to hang in there 
you know, I, I don't really well, want. You just it, take away everybody's weapons, and there's what? What are they going to do about you? You got the army, and they and they don't have any way of. Uh, of well, it's it's a. But I'm saying this whole area. I don't. So I'm you, not a massive. As Carlos pointed out, you know, you got the same problem in Israel. They, you know, if you weren't uh, military, um, then you have no weapons, and so now they get an attack like they had over the weekend, and there is nobody who. I, you know what? I, 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 I love I love Carl, but a. A real terrorist is not going to be afraid of Carl. I'm sorry. I would be afraid of Carl, frankly. Well, but um, well, he might. You know, he might have. You know, one of those cement thing. What do they call those things in the middle of the house where the the safe rooms? He might have one of those. Yeah, but that. But not not my point. If someone's going to come barging into your house, you want to be able to shoot back. Now, maybe the terrorist isn't really afraid, and maybe you're still going to lose the battle, but you're going to take someone with you. Every and, everybody's and, got this, and that has to figure into the thinking on this. Everybody's uh, got this thing about. Some guy's going to come in. I'm going to be locked and loaded, and I'm going to blast him. You, you're not. Nobody. I, I'm sorry. I just. I did. I did my concealed carry. There's no way in there if I'm going up against a professional soldier with any 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 hope of coming out on top. Unless I run around behind him and shoot him in the head or something. But even then, he's probably sure. quicker than me. Okay. Let me make let me make sure we're clear here. So you would just as soon not have any way of I, of, uh, of defending yourself. I, I'm saying it's it's it it is it is ineffectual at best. Okay, I'll 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 let you have that opinion, but but to take it to the point where then so if it's going to be you know I'm I'm not going to win, but I don't want to I don't want to get any shots off. I would want to get the shots off. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I would rather be armed too if somebody's going at my place. I get it. That's why I took the class. But I'm saying the the idea that I would all this I would all of a sudden be effective and what those guys pulled off they look pretty pretty well organized. How do, you know, that's another question. So it sort of depends. If, if you have high ground, um, you, you can you can inflict some real damage. Well, the, the the point is that the attackers, they knew they didn't have to worry about that at all. That wasn't you know that that didn't need to be part of their equation. I, uh, I you know it's, it's it's one of those things. If you think the guy's got a gun, you just shoot a mortar at the place. You don't even as you drive by. I mean, there's always ways to deal with stuff, Kevin. It's, in fact, we just we can't have these kind of conflicts, and it, it it's getting worse and worse. I mean, uh, you know, and the, the I don't know how much you think the Chinese are involved in this stuff. I don't know. It hasn't really come up much on the news in any way, or in the conversation. Um, but you know, they they have a tendency to meddle in damn near everything. So. Yeah. Well, we don't really have. I, I think one of the biggest issues, and I tell you what, I'm not a I don't know much about the man. I don't know that I'm a fan or not a fan, but I sure as hell wouldn't want his job, this guy blinking. I mean, I, I don't think on the Iranian situation, don't we have like zero boots on the ground there? Do we, we don't really know what those guys are doing, do we? I mean, I, I read some stuff that we, you know, we don't have any, uh, you know, on, on the ground intel. I mean, the CIA doesn't have anybody in, in Iran, I don't think. Uh, maybe they do, but uh, it's pretty hard to get info out maybe, of there, I think. Maybe they do. Uh, look, Blinken is an extension of, um, you know, uh, uh, he's been advising Biden for decades, but he's an extension of the the whole thought process behind the Iran deal that Kerry negotiated. And, you know, it's I, I think it's a bad deal. Um, it, you know, it's intended to keep them from... And not even to keep them from uh, uh, acquiring or developing nuclear weapons, but more so to uh, to delay it, to slow it down. And maybe that's the best you can hope to do. But it's very much an appeasement type of uh, uh, approach. And 
that just hasn't worked with them at all. I mean, the, the idea that, you know, that whether you think it's, it's tied to the, the billions uh, that they're getting in any way or not, the idea that we would uh, be very, very happy that we cut a deal with them a month ago and now they're behind this, you know, tells me who, you know, what are we negotiating? Well, we have, we have. What are we doing and what effect? What effect are we having? Because it seems like none. Well, I mean, it's it's a question of, I mean, first of all, the, the, the part that bothers me about the whole Iran thing and the part that I I, I constantly hear, not from you because you know the difference, uh, from, from the right was we are giving them money. No, we're not. This is this is money that we sequestered of theirs. And and oh yeah, so okay, so we so we stole it from them. Okay, and, and we and we've we've got it. So we try and open up any kind of negotiations, whatever it is, even on the first level. And, and what do you think the first thing they say is? Okay, well if we're going to talk like real people, which I don't know if they can, I wouldn't trust them. I'm with you on that. First thing you got to do is you got to let us give us some of our money back that you've stolen from us. So in in their mind, like we're the aggressor in there, you know, who knows? But the fact is, it is their dough. Um, if you shoot me, I'm not going to give you the gun back because it's yours. I, I'm, I'm just saying that the idea that this is coming out of your tax money, which most people, would, if you interview them on the street, would tell you is just not true. Now, I'm not saying I would have done it either, but it is their dough. And the, and, the, and the money that we gave them years ago, that Fari talked about, they were progress payments and... Now the thing about the thing I don't get, yeah, but we keep giving it to them to to make them happy and uh, and and to make everybody uh, and to make them like us and want to cut deals. Ah, they're never going to like us. How's that working? That's, they're never going to like. But I'm saying, we're, when you, even when you just said it there, we're giving it to them. We're, we're we're letting money that we sequestered of theirs and froze. We unfroze their dough. That's yeah. a, there is, that is different. But you know, I have a question for you though, and this no, is more. It's, it, it, it's it's different but on the other hand when you're in uh when you're pretty much at war uh isn't that what happens and and, and we are and i think that's the part that you know the, um that blinken and others fail to acknowledge is well, this is this is an enemy this is not someone we're going to turn into a friend with a, with a treaty well we, uh, we, fact, we they, you know in fa- and in fact what we wind up doing with treaties with them is we wind up giving them uh you know, giving way, giving and not getting. Let me put it that way. Well, okay. So, we were able to during the Cold War. Uh, I mean, Russia was our avowed enemy. I, I remember 1962, when everybody literally was in the hall of the school learning how to kiss your ass goodbye. I mean, we thought for sure that everybody might be dead four days later. And yet, somewhere along the line, as much as there was a the hate between the two governments. We managed to do SALT 1, we managed to do SALT 2. So we have some sort of a history of negotiating with people that seem to be enemies and we don't necessarily like. There are the benefits to both people. And I don't know that you just assume you can't do that with Iran. I think they're much more difficult. I mean, I, I, I'm almost at a point where you probably can't do it with them, but, you know, it, let's put it this way. There's probably a 5% chance where Russia might have been a 20% chance so yeah, I, I, I have a real problem with it too, Kevin. To be honest with you, but I mean, the only thing, the only thing I want, the only thing I'm asking for, is for people here to realize the source of the funds. It didn't come out of your income tax, and yet people act like it has. It hasn't. 
whether it's a good idea or not, at least understand what you're talking about before they say and, something. And actually, it still wouldn't surprise me if it has, because even though we had frozen funds that frozen those funds, that doesn't mean they were they, were, they weren't spent at the first. Time. Well, these were these were in a bank in South Korea. They got shifted to uh, no, Emirates. They, they they got sent to the uh, bank in Korea as part of the deal signed in September. Um, I thought it went from uh, Korea to the Emirates in September. Whatever, but I mean, it's, you know, I mean, the money, the money, and the here, here's what I don't get about the uh, those progress payments. This we're talking about going back a few years, where they sent under the Shah's administration. We got to get a break here pretty soon. Uh, they sent under the Shah's administration progress payments for. Remember, Fari had the whole list with how many F-14s and a couple of destroyers and whatever. And of course, the regime changed, and we never delivered the stuff because we don't like the new regime and still don't. Um, so. The money was was in effect theirs, whoever theirs is. Now, when I asked that question, you know, Kevin, years ago, one of my clients got me involved in uh, these uh, over-the-counter bearer bonds from like the '30s, and I I knew I wasn't going to get any of these get any of these things done. But whenever I see something like that, and there's this whole undercurrent of this international kind of money and people flowing around, and I don't know what the hell they do, but it's it, I, I wanted to learn about the group. Okay, because I have this insatiable curiosity of all kinds of crap like this. So I ended up talking to people all over the world for probably four months. And, of course, I never got any of them. But some of these things were bearer bonds from Germany in the 20s. And this is how bleeped up the world can be. Uh, the, the French and the British, after Versailles, were demanding massive re- repayments from Germany. And of course, they didn't have any money. And we were demanding from France and, and Britain, the money we had lent him, them for World War I. So the Germans came over here and sold these uh, gold-backed bearer bonds to people here. So the money went from U.S. citizens, they had QCIP numbers, or they had numbers, I mean, they, there was money went from here to Germany, to Britain and France, to our government. It was a total circle jerk, basically. And Somewhere along the line, the Supreme Hitler came in and said, "Well, we're not paying those back. Screw them." Even though the banks are in existence and the and the and the companies are in existence, the bonds are just now u- useless. There's also a whole bunch of bearer bonds issued by Mexico, Santa Ana bearer bonds, Maximilian bearer bonds, all these people that were be you know several governments before the uh, uh, whoever is in charge now, the drug lords, whoever. Well, I know they got a president. Sorry on that one, but. Uh, and yet, the Supreme Court here rules that the bearer bonds, Germany doesn't have to pay them. Our Supreme Court, even though they were sold here, that, that Germany doesn't have to pay them. And yet, now we we think we need to honor an agreement with the Shah's government when they're out of power. I, I would never. I mean, you think I'm on the other side on this? I would never have honored that. I would have said, "Hey, you're you're not the Shah." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you 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 think I'm on the on the, on the on the absolute liberal side of this? No, I'm not. I would never give them that dough. Now, this stuff we we sequestered. This is different, but but that stuff I wouldn't have given it to them. Hey, that that was a, a, a government ago. I mean, this, we're 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 not demanding this money back from Mexico for our for the people that have these bonds. We're not demanding our money back from Germany. People have those bonds, and yet and yet we're. We're giving Iran their money back for progress payments on jets we don't want them to have because the new guys we don't trust. I wouldn't have given them that dough. You, you, you think I'm more liberal than I am. I would have given them that cent of that dough. Well, I think you're more liberal than you think you are, but okay. I, I don't mind giving people a chance. 
on a program that has a, 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 a end date to it. I'm willing to try anything once. Once. Okay. Hey, yeah. is that, uh, I, I hear your text blowing up in the background. Is that our buddy Mike? Um, we're going to go to break and I'll see if it is. If it is, uh, he should jump on. He should. Uh, Andrew, why don't you go, let's go to a quick break and then we'll, 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 we'll be back. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Right now. Hello, and welcome to Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom on the board. SP Futures up 12. NASA Futures up 58. Uh, war is good. Evidently, Dow Futures up 110 over in Asia. These guys have been have been flying on the last, last few days. Uh, they are uh, the Nikkei is up another 189 today. It's 06 percent. Hang Seng up 228, 17,893. Trying to get back to 18,000. Shanghai is only up three though. Let's call that flat. They're, they've been quiet. Over in Europe, we got the DAX up 23.1 percent. FTSE up 16.2. Kick around down 21.3. So kind of mixed over there. Mixed to nothing over there. Yesterday Dow was up 134. S&P up 22. Nasdaq up 78. Uh, bonds, and this is probably the reason why the stocks are continuing to slide up here, uh, down 9 basis points, only 4.56, so we're backing off from the 5% here pretty severely the last few days. Uh, Bund down 7 basis points, 271. Japan down 2.75. Oil down 39 cents, 85.58. They were $93 before any of this stuff started, and even though they rallied off the lows, uh, it's not showing any sign of, uh, of an oil shortage or anything going on here. Rent down 28 cents, 87.37. Natural gas up 3 cents, up to 3.42. These guys are up about 60 cents in the last couple of weeks. Arbob up a penny, 2.26. Gold uh, up 11.50. Um, still trying to get back to 1,900, not 2,000, 1,900. 18.86, silver up 29 cents. That's a big move. Uh, 22.24, and we're really long silver, so I'm happy to see that. Just saying. A little, little shameless plug there. Copper down a penny uh, to 3.62. We've got Bitcoin. Down 177, 27,209. It's pretty been pretty quiet through this whole mess too, kind of surprisingly. Uh, the euro, uh, euro dollar is unchanged pretty much at 106, and the British pound is unchanged at like 122.9. So we're really quiet there as well. Uh, Andrew, the Air Force traffic weather sports. All right, it is uh, 6:45 here in Chicago on October 11th. Starting off with some sports, got a pretty light one today. Uh, tomorrow we have the, or excuse me, tonight we have the Diamondbacks playing the Dodgers at 8:07 p.m. And tomorrow, the Broncos are going to be playing the Chiefs at 7.15 p.m. Over to Chicago weather, it's currently 41 degrees. We've got clear skies right now. 
We're going to have a high of 65 degrees, and that's going to hit around 1 p.m. A uh, slight chance of rain overnight, reaching about 50%. And over in Phoenix, they're currently at 73 degrees. they got clear skies. They're going to have a high of about 94, and that's going to hit a little bit before 5 p.m. Now, finally, for Chicago traffic, uh, no major accidents to report, and looks like a little bit lighter than I'm used to seeing here on the... Uh, uh, Wednesday mornings, but probably going to build up in the next hour. Uh, traffic is heavy right now on the inbound Kennedy. It's from about Austin Avenue to nearly about downtown. Um, same thing on the Eisenhower. That's from about Wolf Road to about Sacramento Boulevard. Uh, but other than that, it seems about business as usual, so that's all I got. Back to you, Chief. The um, What did you guys think of uh, Bryce Harper's play the other night? Or, or Kevin, would you, do we have Mike? Maybe we don't have Mike. Hey, it missed a sports score. Well, who was that? Oh, the uh, Blackhawks opened last night. Yeah, they won, four to two. They did. Stanley Cup bound. Naturally. Yeah. Connor Bedard got his first point. <clears throat> so which? So you have Super Bowl tickets for the Bears and Stanley Cup for the Hawks now? Um, almost. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Well, you saw that uh, Bryce Harper screw up the other night that ended that game, huh? Uh, yeah, that was that was actually pretty amazing, um, but yeah, I, I don't know why he was so far around second. He, if, you know, if the balls if he stops just sort of second base, and the ball's caught or the ball's not caught, he's going to score. Yeah. So to keep going was you know in, unless he thought there were two outs and there weren't, um, and and even at the you know, well at that then yeah if you think there's two outs you just keep running. But my goodness, what a uh, what a colossal mistake! Eight, eight five three. There's never been that kind of a double play in a playoff game. Yeah, I believe it. Um, you know who had, uh, according to uh, <coughs> Quora, which I get some of the craziest stuff from, a person who allegedly made it the single biggest <coughs> base running snafu in baseball history was also quite a, an accomplished player, and it ended a World Series game. It ended the World Series, in fact. And that was Babe Ruth. Oh well, that did, guy sucked. Did the same thing. He went went too far and doubled him off, and, uh, and he thought the ball was going to land, and it didn't. And and uh, it ended. It was like the game six of the World Series. I think that was it. The series were over or something. Well, it, but, but if you think about that, Babe Ruth wasn't the world's fastest runner when he got older. No, he was pretty quick when he was younger, especially when he got older. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't unathletic. He just wasn't a, a great athlete. Uh, Bryce Harper, on the other hand, was. So I, I never really saw a camera angle. And, and just for, let me recap for the listeners, because there are probably are some listeners that are saying, what did you, what were you, what are you talking about? Well, the uh, Philadelphia hitter uh, hit one basically to the fence and, um, uh, and, and not straight ahead, but, uh, you know, the center fielder had to make a run for it. And he made a beautiful catch. Um, and uh, but Harper had by then had was well past second base. He had been started on first base, and he was well past second base. Um, and so he had to return. He had to tag second base on the way back, and he had to get back to first before the ball got there. The problem is, um, or, or the uh, what made the play so remarkable is the center fielder heaved it in, and the ball was kind of loose in the infield for a second or two. And the third baseman picked it up and threw him out at first. So you know he 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 had more than a little time to get back. He had a lot of time to get back to first base. And he was hauling too. He was hauling. That's how far yeah, off and, he was. And, and I never saw, uh, I never saw a camera shot of how far around second base he got. 
but he had to be way around second base. He had to be, you know. Yeah, the whole play took a long time. third base would be my guess. Yeah, the whole play took like a long time. Um, yeah, Kevin, I would, I would love to see somewhere, and I don't know if we can, Mike could probably do it. Uh, I, I mean, I, well, I don't know if he could, we could do it. I would love to see a whole list of a, a big map of the area. I no mean, one does maps anymore. Who's in charge where? All these little groups. I mean, is ISIS still a factor? they got to be somewhere. Um, who their benefactors are, where their bank accounts are, how much money people think they have, what are their armaments? Do they have any? Do they have 15 Toyota trucks with a machine gun in them? Or do they have something more than that? Do they have rockets? I want to know who's selling these guys the rockets, not just where the money's coming from. Are we? Or is, is you know, some U.S. company selling them from some foreign affiliate? Uh they're, they're not guided, I don't think. Uh, that's what Mike was saying. Who even makes that kind of stuff anymore? Is it well, the Chinese? I think, I, think we have, I think we have the answer man on the line. Mike knows everything. Yep. Mike, what would, that, what would that map, that wall map look like if all these people are, every little group, who's in charge? Are they self-funded? Are they funded by somebody? Where's their bank well, account? Tom, most of them are funded by Iran, particularly those of the Shia uh, although Hamas is not a Shia organization, but you know it's the common enemy. My, your enemy is my enemy, so you're my friend. So, so Iran is funding Hamas. Iran is funding Hezbollah. Uh, Iran is funding. Uh, there's another organization, the PIJ, uh, the Palestinian Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and they are probably also funding. Uh, although I'm not sure about this one, the remnants of the of ISIS. Uh, so, you know, the common thread through all of this, and this is what is unfortunately, uh, you know, is Iran. And the money that we have essentially allowed Iran to accumulate through the lifting of the oil sanctions or the not enforcing of the oil sanctions is a crime on the Biden administration's part. So so that's 60 billion that they have sloshing around that could go anywhere. The six Mike, billion Mike, really, how do we how do you two questions. One is if if we if, if the three of us we would never be organized enough to do it. If, if we decided to become a Hamas and say, well, God, we could use a little scratch out here, how do we even approach Iran? Who do we talk to? They give us money. What's what's the nature of that deal? Do we become their agent? Do they tell us what to do? Or, or how, how does that even, do you have any idea how that even works? I think uh, it's, it, it, you know, as I said, it it's a common enemy, so they will fund them, and it'll come to them through, uh, through probably it probably started perhaps with Hezbollah. It could have started with in a, you know an Iranian rep. Well, the odds are, and I shouldn't. It it starts with the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, and they are the agents of the Iranian theocratic regime that is fomenting revolution throughout the Middle East. Now, do they shove money into the Hamas's Swiss bank account, or, or is it cash? Is it weapons? Uh, I think it's probably just money, and it could be coming through gutter 
uh, because the um, uh, what do you call it? Hamas's leader is you know sitting fat and happy in gutter. Okay, so I did not know they, that. They could get uh, funding through that through there. Does and it, gutter but... is you know they, they were coming around. You know that both the Trump administration and the Biden administration were getting gutter to to come to at least uh, recognize Israel's right to exist, but, you know, that could come to an end now. Well, the, uh, are they, now when something like this happens last Saturday, do they just, in your opinion, do they somehow amass enough money and they, they buy the stuff from somebody, whoever the hell that is, do they just amass enough of that and go on their own, or does Iran call up and say Saturday's the day? I mean, it, it seems like these guys it's like it's like OPEC being disciplined within the organization is really hard these guys they don't necessarily get along I mean I can't I'm trying to figure out the pecking order I mean, it's not it's not like when you were in the US Army when everybody knew the guy above you was in charge and above you was in charge it seems like a very loose association of like really wacky people well okay so I would wager that an IRGC rep was at the planning meeting that allegedly took place in Beirut about two or three weeks ago. So you you would have had Hamas leadership, Hezbollah leadership, IRGC leadership, all of them there at that meeting saying, we're going to do this, you know, on October 7th. And they made the determination then, and then uh, they gave Hamas the green light. But on the, uh, on the oil issue... Before you ask, Tom, there's there's one thing I want to throw in here, too. We have a tendency to really think of these, uh, of, of the leaders and the leadership of these groups as, you know, they're just like madmen and... Oh, no, I don't, I don't think they're... They're not. No, they're, they're rational not. players. They're strategists. They, you know, and, and they're much more sophisticated than they commonly get credit for being. And... Uh, and and I think when we sell them short, that's part of why we get surprised by this kind of stuff. I didn't. I, didn't, I wasn't selling them short as individuals. I was selling anybody of that type of egos short in their ability to work together. I mean, OPEC has never been able to work together. They cheat all the time, right? For for yeah. forty years they've been cheating, or fifty years. I mean, and the other next question is, Mike, you mentioned the oil piece, and I would say that. If the money's coming from Iran, it's coming out of oil much quicker than it's coming out of this six million bucks. But that's whatever. Six, six B. That's a yeah, six, six billion, billion bucks. They, how do you I mean oil? On the one hand, is allegedly fungible. Okay, where if they get the oil in the system, they'll sell it. To, I mean, we can't discipline our alleged allies. We can't stop India from buying Russian oil. I doubt if we can stop them from buying Iran, buying Iranian oil. I mean, so we, you know, we. Uh, can't discipline our end, saying we don't want to buy this stuff. So they're getting paid by somebody. But how do you, on the one hand, oil is allegedly fungible. Yet, no, it isn't. There are, there are people that if you showed up with a tanker in New Orleans, can stick a hypodermic needle into the, into the tank and tell you exactly where it came from. And yet we don't. I never heard of anybody in this country, oil showing up in the wrong spot and being turned away and the whole ship impounded and people arrested. We seem to let it go too, don't we? Uh, I don't know about that, Tom. I don't know enough about the oil industry, but all I know is that the 
okay, I hate, you know, the Trump administration enforced sanctions against Iran, and and now the Biden administration is not enforcing those same sanctions. And, and you know, the spokesman for the administration keeps saying, oh, we could enforce those sanctions. Well, let's do so. We could refreeze that $6 billion. Let's do that. Why do we say we could do something? And Kevin said it earlier, it it is a policy of appeasement that is not working. And the policy of appeasement did not work before World War II either. So we should be able to learn from some history. Well, we should. We also don't want them in some sort of a triumvirate with China and Russia. I don't think we'll be able to stop that. I mean, it, I'm saying it, well, we—they already are in a triumvirate. I mean, Russia's probably or Russia's probably selling uh, oil to both China and Iran yeah. and benefiting from it. That's how they're financing their war against Ira- uh, Ukraine. Uh, by the way, I, I, I may sound like I'm not, but I'm I'm agreeing with you guys. I'm just trying to constantly toss in the enormity of the task here. I mean, it's, there's a boatload of weirdo people. They're not, not incompetent, like Kevin says. The, the amount of players here, it, it's almost like before World War One, isn't there? With the amount of players in the game. Well, it it, it is, but uh, I, I'm, you know, I for one am thankful that we have the uh, uh, the intellect and deft touch of uh, Joe Biden and Tony Blinken on it. So. Well, it's we uh, we don't seem to put our best foot forward, do we? Uh, I was out to dinner with some guys last night, and they were talking about uh, Notre Dame and, and how in the administration we don't we don't normally go for our A players. I don't think – can you name an administration going back that you really thought was full of A players? I can't think of one. Oh, yeah, and, and I, I actually, you know, that would be an interesting question for Mike. Who's out there that just from a foreign, foreign policy standpoint do you think is really – uh, above and uh, a, a cut above the uh, typical player in the political arena. Wow, uh, you know, I would say, uh, and I believe she's still alive. Condoleezza Rice, I think, would be effective in this situation. Although the Biden administration would never allow that. By the way, Mike, um, I would have said the exact same name. Uh, and I would also. You know, I like uh, Mike Pompeo also, although he, you know, he's kind of a Trump acolyte. But the guy was was number one in his class at, uh, or he was very high up in his class at West Point, and he's done nothing but succeed since. So, you know, I know I I don't want to go Republican, but Condoleezza Rice and Pompeo on the bench are pretty good players. I I wouldn't care what party they were. I wouldn't care if I was president. I wouldn't care what party they were. In this kind of situation, I want the best person next to me. I wouldn't care what party they were. And we're going to need, after the fact, after whatever the Israelis do to Gaza, we're going to need essentially a Marshall Plan for Gaza. And the Israelis and the U.S. ought to start planning that now. What, uh, Mike, we got a dash here, but what, when, uh, what's his name? The guy from Exxon took over the State Department. He uh, allegedly, and I don't know what the hell was going on in Washington, but he supposedly didn't fill a lot of slots and a lot of people left. Now, the, the person who puts it, gets in there is the Secretary of State. 
they're not. I mean, God, if you put me in there, there's maybe a couple spots. First of all, I'd want you next to me. Uh, maybe a couple spots I know something about, but I, I don't know anything about Africa or South America. I mean, the, the people who are on those jobs that are the Undersecretary of State for, like, Central America, they're, like, real important. If, if those people are really good under you, you can be pretty good without even being pretty good. Uh, how much did he do damage? To, I mean, what is the what's, – what's Blinken's bench look like? Or can, there are I would say Blinken's bench is pretty decent because – and Democratic administrations have a tendency to keep the bureaucracy in place and perhaps expand it. You know, Trump may have given that guy guidance to cut spots in the State Department, and that might have been the indirect way of doing it. If you don't promote people that are eligible to retire, then a lot of them will retire. And so... It, it's just a matter of how you uh, can manipulate the bureaucracy to work the way you want it to work. I mean, I guess I'm not I'm not as worried as much about Blinken if the three or four people under him who are in charge of the Middle East really know their stuff. Is that well? You know, I it's it's just the policy, Tom. You know, appeasement isn't working. Although, you know, somebody was still negotiating this the Saudi-Israel deal, so they were doing a good thing. And that's a good long-term solution to try to get some stability in the Middle East. Uh, you know, all of the uh, Sunni regimes and Shia regimes, but it's primarily Sunni regimes now, they were willing to, or at least it sounds like they were willing to acknowledge Israel's right to exist. That is a great first step, and uh, and that would really help uh, because primarily the Sunni regimes, other than Iran, uh, which is not a Sunni regime, are backing, or, or they have the money to help uh, our process in the Middle East. Well, yeah, and really, the the idea that we can do these bilateral deals, and you know, the, historically, the conventional wisdom was you can't do any kind of a uh, peace accord in the Middle East without dealing with Palestine, uh, the Palestinian questions. And you know, one of the things that we got out of the Abraham Accords was that no, we can do uh, we can do bilateral deals, and in total, and just you know, if the Palestinians don't want to come to the table, then they're just not part of the deal. And you know that that worked pretty well. It got us what uh, uh, three, I think, uh, uh, bilateral. Uh, um, okay, uh, get, get, with Israel. You got Egypt out of the picture a long time ago. Yeah. So so as you do that, um, you know, you start marginalizing them. And of course, uh, you know, there, there's I've read at, at least speculation, and it makes sense that one of the reasons this became urgent to Iran was that it would provoke the the severe response. That uh, that we are seeing from Israel, and because of that severe response, that uh, that may make it very difficult for anybody in an Arab country to do anything that is supportive of Israel at this point, because uh, Isra- there's going to be a fair amount of outrage about the Israelis and what they're doing to Muslims. Yeah, it's uh, I think they have to be as, as brutal as this is. I think the response can't be so far over the top that people get pissed at them. Well, it's going to be. Well, yeah, but that's not, I don't think that's the right thing to do. But, but that, they're not asking me. So, anyway, 
Well, I, and, and I'm not a you know I I don't have the uh, same mindset as the uh, as the Israelis. So I, you know, they're they're the ones that suffered the attack. I think they, you know, I, I know uh, Blinken came out with a uh, um, a statement immediately about uh, you know measured retaliation and all that, which they have since withdrawn and pulled off the social media and everything. So um, so it'll be interesting to see where the U.S. shakes out diplomatically. I know what their first instinct was. Um, but uh, I don't know that that's going to be the long-term policy. Well, I just don't want to blasting blasting another innocent doesn't do anybody any good. If you can get the Hamas guys, yes, I mean I'm all over that. But Mike, thank you very much. We have to dash to Russell here. Uh, Kevin will be on, on on Friday, and maybe we'll keep this going because uh, I tell you what, I'm learning a hell of a lot from you, Mike. <laughs> this, this is this the Mike Murphy we used to know. I was out with a couple of uh, Notre Dame guys last night, and I have to say. We went through school. We did. We knew nothing about anybody. In relative, this, we used to, two guys I was with last night knew every every priest, every this, every that. Who was messing around? Whose wife? What professor? What, we just all we did was come back from class, go play basketball, have a few beers, and go to sleep. But we were just how did we how did we miss all this intrigue? Um. There, there's a really good uh, um, Shal Silverstein song about that. It's called "I Got Stoned and I Missed It." <laughs> I, I, I didn't know any, any of these people in these classes and who was gay and who wasn't. I, I never saw any of that stuff. Was I, were we that blind or what? Or just didn't, didn't care. care? Or didn't care? Care. Still don't. Still don't. Anyway, all right. Thanks, guys. Well, maybe we'll, we'll re, re, reconvene on Friday. SP futures up 13. Nasdaq futures up 62. By the way, it's supposed to be rainy at the game on Saturday night. Tickets are already available. I think I won't go. I'm just saying. Be right back with the professor, Russell Rhodes. Whoops, looks like i got to restart our program here. Did you try turning it off and turning it on? Well, that's what i got to do. But uh, <laughs> if you're ready, sorry, Russell, we can bring you right I on here. I, I couldn't help myself, sorry. <laughs> so, stuff happens, I know. The new, uh, it's, the new, it's the new world we're in. Okay, it is. There's a. You know, we, were, we, we, we were talking. You, you guys were talking about measured responses and stuff, and the Israeli hackers got in there quickly and said, "Get Russell on, who says measured response, my big toe." If somebody can't, you know, I, it, I saw some some of the really nasty unedited videos of, of what they were doing to people over there. Uh, you know, you can say measured response all day long, but if what happened to somebody you know happened to the people over there. It, it measured is out the window. Uh, I didn't. I didn't say measured to the people no, who not, did it. And I'm not yeah. saying you guys. I'm talking about you know, you know, politicians, etc. All right, but we have, we have a whole group of people that essentially mm-hmm. got kicked out of their land years and years ago. I know. Okay, I but know, no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm but not. I'm not. That's that's water under the bridge at this point. I think you have a whole bunch of savages, for lack of a better term, that went in and killed women and kids last weekend. But there's still 85% of the population you're looking at that had nothing to do with it. So killing 40% of those people doesn't get you any place, except more hate. I think even the Palestinians probably realize the people who did it deserve to be caught, punished, killed, whatever. Well, then say, hey, here are the guys. Yeah, but you know, that never works. I know that never works. I know it never works. I mean, we, we fire it's, by- just, it's just the amount of brutality that I saw over the weekend... It, we we yeah it's horrible it's I, worse than I, horrible. I almost it, it, it the only thing that that's going to be understood on the other end of that is 
you know, it is just something, you know, absolutely brutal as well. But we and we but there's every uh, war I mean, those. I, you know, they they can they can encircle the place, maybe let people leave one by one. You know, I don't know why Egypt isn't letting some people leave. Uh, they do have a border with Gaza as well. There's like you know there are, there are ways for people to get out of there, but it it just you know some of the things that I have read and seen that have happened over there they're just you know I, I my wife's in the room and that's why I'm I'm being I'm I'm toning it down yeah a bit it's terrible respect because because it's just some just uh, it, it just barbaric I don't know where, where yeah, barbaric I, where do you think that came There's, from Russell I mean out of the it's, that sort it, of, you know, it, it, it's you, you you grow up with the hatred. But it, but the you're kid, gro- the you kid, grow the, up with it. But the it, kid, you're the kid, you're lapping the head off of. He didn't do anything to you. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You, I mean, to to you, they're they're all one and the same. Well, when you start, and man. then and 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 that's the way that you know, and, and you you think like that. So you know, you've completely you, the way that you're able to behave like that toward another human being is to completely dehumanize them and that's what has happened to the jewish community within the middle east is and and you know what that that's that's what the nazis did as well well and, and they they they, try, they tried to make them look less than human to justify what they did which is completely wrong i don't i, I want to make sure i don't get taken well, out of context have... at all with this topic and that's and they do it from day one but we, everybody, when they're, you know, when they're in kindergarten, they're teaching teaching these. Students. So they're so conditioned that they they probably don't realize what they're doing is is horrific as as it is. But we we have been guilty. We am not a self flagellant here, but we have been guilty. The, the Nazis were of brutality without really any end to it. I mean, we somehow. I mean, we firebombed Tokyo. Something did, did yeah, and well, and what what's the end into to you know the guys from Gaza going across the border, grabbing a bunch of people? I, and the way I think this was done, the the way this was done by design, the the goal is to get Israel to be awful, and and they're yeah. going to win, and they could give two nickels about about the people. Uh, my dad, when we would talk about this when he was alive, he would always say, you know, the Palestinians are nothing more than, you know, the lowest class of people in the Arab world, and the Arabs are more than happy to use them for their... Oh, you know, sure. For, for their ends. And that's what they're doing. But this... this... They, 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 it, you know, there was, a, there was a meeting a couple of weeks ago, and, and the decision to do this was probably made, and the people at that meeting... Good and damn well knew that they were going to kill that a bunch of their own people were going to get killed, but they seem to be okay with it. And if you're okay with sacrificing your own people like that, imagine what you're going to do to the people you consider your enemies. But uh, the one thing you, you mentioned, I'm, I'm with it, you 100 percent, except for force, force has to be met with force at some point. Okay, but and we've reached that point. I, much as I hate to say it, I'm with you, but we we. I don't. I don't understand when the Germans did it. I don't understand when we yeah. did it. People have done it all along the way. The idea, and it started here with with Sherman's march to the sea. When he when he fired. Oh, yeah. when, I mean, the, but the idea that those people. I mean, well, the Germans firebombed Dresden, right? Or what was the? Uh, in, in, no, in we, ju- we, fi- we firebombed we, Dresden. Well, what did yeah. they? Uh, what was the Coventry? They were Coventry, and then we did. I mean, did we really expect? 
that somehow or another, well, first of all, the people we killed, they're not about to help us. Do, do we really expect that somehow out of that firebombing would some, some sort of an uprising that would take down Hitler? I mean, we, we couldn't have been that stupid. I mean, that, or, or to oh, say, no, I think, I think we were at a vindictive point for sure. Yeah, and I, I'm saying at yeah. least, you know, kind of know, I mean, the, the idea here that, 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 that the 80% of the Palestinians that are not involved, if we somehow can bump off 40% of those, we'll teach them next time to make sure that these guys don't represent them. Right? That never works. All you do is kill innocent people. We did it. The Germans did it to, Brit- to Britain. I mean, and people did it to us. I mean, the, the Japanese did it to the Chinese. People just do that, just seem to be like killing or something. I don't, it's something, there, there's, no, there's no correlation between uh, killing, I mean, bombing, I'm not saying they're going to do this, I hope they don't, bombing an orphanage in, 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 uh, in Palestine, uh, whatever, in the, uh, where, where the Palestinians are, and somehow or another overthrowing Hezbollah or Hamas. I mean, I think there's a correlation there, it's out of their mind. There isn't. Oh, I don't think, I, I don't think, honestly, I think um, Israel's goal at this point is to just push everybody out of Gaza and take it. Well, but how I, many I, people in the world have been pushed everywhere? I mean, we, how many, 10 million I know, people? I mean, but at some point you have to, you know, it, it's like dealing with a bully. At some point you've got to push back. And I know, you know, that, that they're long-term implications and and very few of them are positive but you know trying to it it just reaches a point where you just can't work with them anymore well, it was really, and, and uh, you try and you try and you try and it it and, and i i just it, it drives me a bit bonkers that that Israel gets so vilified and and so many people think that they deserve what happened on Saturday and, and you know, even before the retaliation, etc. Oh, I don't think anybody. Does, uh, nobody thinks. I hope nobody thinks anybody deserves that. Oh, there's a whole section of the world that thinks that. I don't think that. I don't think there are. Uh, well, and yeah. there are people in this country. There are people in this country that agree with it. That, we're, we're that, in, that, that 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 think it. That understand it and think it's okay. Uh, there's. We're on two and, different levels and, of the chessboard here. Doing something nasty to Israel. Yeah, people agree with that. Actually, going in and lopping the head off some kid, nobody can agree with that. I don't think. I, God, I hope, I hope not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. You're, pr- you're probably right, but boy, I hope I'm right. <laughs> uh, no, I just, and, it, and it's really, um, you know, I'll probably lose some social media friends, etc. But I, I mean, I've seen people uh, that that are like, I consider friends or business acquaintances of, of mine that have posted things, you know. Justifying what happened. Well, the uh, and, how and do you? Uh, let me these, ask you these this. Are, these are what I these are what I consider very rational people too. Let me ask you this, uh, Russell. From a, uh-huh. I, I like to go at these things from from an economic standpoint because it's, maybe it's the only thing I know. Uh, you have, for whatever reason, you have people that have been pushed out of land that they thought was theirs. Whatever. This, this is going back seventy five years. And right. they land in a spot. Some are in Lebanon, some are in the Baca Valley, some ended up in Gaza. Gaza is, I don't think any of us would want to live in Gaza. Uh, you have an unemployment rate. And again, I'm not justifying anything. You have an unemployment rate of 24%, probably at least that high in 18 to 35-year-old males. 
You and I know and that, and that's yeah, a that, recipe. That, ho- that hopelessness gets them going. That's a recipe yeah. for disaster. So I read a piece yesterday from the uh, uh, Israeli side, and they said, well, look how nice we've been to them lately. We even opened up a thing where they can work one month a year in Israel and make as much in one month as they make in 12 months in Gaza. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's a solution. That's, that's almost stirring the pot. I mean, you can't let these, I use them as an open wound, just every year just sit there, year after year after year, because some, someplace, somewhere, they're, they're going to erupt. I mean, I, mean I, I can't pick the day. I'm not saying it's right, and when they do erupt, if anybody gets hurt, I'm not justifying it at all, because I don't, don't want to see anybody get hurt. But to not realize that, this kind of, that this, these things are expectations, I mean, I mean, why? I, I'm sorry that we have people in front of police stations here and buses coming from Texas. I don't know anything we could have done about it, Russell. But anybody who doesn't think that the that the situation in Venezuela at some point was either going to cause a revolution or mass exodus, you and I know that. I mean, we we can't just economically. You and I can predict it. We can't say when. We can't say how many. But we know that this is not a long-term situation. The, the, I think the, when uh, the somewhere along the line, and maybe it had to do with the assassination of uh, Rabin, uh, some people in Israel decided, thought that somewhere along the line, and yes, Rarefit caused a lot to screw up too, so he's every bit as much at fault, maybe more. This someday has to be somewhat resolved. And all of a sudden you get another government that says, nah, another 10 years, what's the difference? And, and you know what? But again, I'm not justifying anything, but you and I know that these things is, at some point have to be, I won't say fixed because nothing's ever totally fixed. They have to be somewhat negotiated. Something has to happen. Now now you get both sides where there's people on the Palestinian side that they somehow are making money from having the chaos. They don't want it to be fixed. So you don't know if people want it to be fixed or don't. I'm not saying it's easy. It sure as hell isn't. But you and I know the 25% unemployment rate as, what do you think it is in Venezuela? 40? I mean, I, I can't even come up with a guess, can you? I mean, you, you know that there's a problem in those areas, right? Okay, well, let, let, let me throw, th- throw something out at you that, that, okay, I don't know how many people are in Gaza. Not either. At all. I, I'm, I'm trying to look up numbers while you're talking. Andrew, Andrew, try um, and find out the yeah, population of Gaza, will you? Okay, yeah, I need, I, I need that number because um, I'm going to give you a different number. Uh, and, and I'm not even going to do the guess thing because I consider this a pretty serious topic. Uh, there's 4.1 million people from India working domestic jobs in Saudi Arabia right now. Well, why can't Saudi Arabia? I mean, why can't the other Arab countries help? They're rich. Okay, but what did you? What did Mike just say? They're, they're, there's, I mean, there's, why, there's Sunni and there's Shia. They're never going to talk. That. They're never going to talk. I know that. And both Sunni and Shia are, are you know, they, they, you know, I know they don't like each other. I'm, I'm well aware of that. But you know, they, they, they share that common, you know, we hate Israel thing. And because they share that common, we hate Israel thing, they'd love to have a bunch of people that are on their side right on the Israeli border as opposed to helping those people. And they have the ability to help those people. Russell, they we, have the ability to help those people better than we have the ability well, sure we do. Sure to they help do. the people on our southern border. What do you, what do you think? If, how astounded would you be? I mentioned this earlier, probably shouldn't repeat it, but if you walked into a room and there was this huge 
nice map, I'm showing my age, of all these areas and who the hell's in charge every place. I'm talking about Iraq, Syria, Lebanon. Yeah. All this, I, I can't where even... Are the, where, where are the, basically, where are the proxy states around the world? Yeah, where, where, and, who, who are the groups? Yeah. Who's their money? Where's their bank account? How many weapons do they have? The, I hope someplace we have that map. I, I, think, I assume I, we I do. Think, I think... I think the, you know, my, my daughter's in school at D.C. and um, you know we we walked all over and and saw the different saw CIA saw the State Department all that kind of stuff. I'll guarantee you there are uh, there are maps like that that we don't get to see uh, that that show just that. What what do you think? I haven't heard the name mentioned in, God, Russell it has to be four years. What do you suppose the in, internal politics? And who, and who controls what in Iraq is these days? I have no idea. Do you? I think Iran has a lot of influence. I don't know, but but um, my my understanding is uh, weapons that get to other countries from Iran go over land through Iraq now. But now, do you think? And which which means you know, it doesn't necessarily mean they're controlling stuff, but that means they've got a whole lot of influence. All right, so the weapons are coming from there. Um, do we think that Iran has this massive weapons industry? I mean, I guess my question is, all these thousands of rockets, if we're, we're zeroing in and Iran was a big chunk of the purchaser in terms of cash, who do you think they bought them from? Are they, are they, are they, are they made here? I hope not. Uh, uh, my, my assumption is... Um, China? You know, my, uh, North Korea, China. Um, Russia can't really export anything these days, but... Um, well, how does North know, Korea right. export stuff? They 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 do a swap for oil and no and, and they do it off the books. Okay. Now do they have? I, I, mean, I think I, I, the way that North Korea gets by is they they sell a lot of illegal crap that, and then but there's a lot of stuff that they do for barter. All right. So all right. Explain. Yeah, so you I, know we don't way more. I will guarantee that 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 you know Saudi Arabia you know, if if. They need weapons in the in the Arab world. That there's some way that they can, you know, that that a, an oil tanker shows up in North Korea and weapons show up wherever they need to show All up. All right, so what, you're you're our expert, ex an expert on uh, everything in Asia because I've never been there and have no desire to go, and I'm just a dummy from the Midwest. All right, let's we got a country like North Korea, which seemingly doesn't have a pot to piss in for their for their civilians. They get the Electricity off at night. How the hell, even though these rockets, according to Mike, are, are kind of dumb rockets or maybe advanced scuds, for lack of a better term, or the stuff you fire off, you know, the vehicles with the 50 tubes on top, you need some kind of propellant. You need, obviously, some kind of iron. You need some explosive device when they hit. Uh, there's got to be, what, 50 things, maybe 25 things to go to put one of these things together. How the hell does North Korea amass all those parts, manufacture stuff, load them up on a ship and get them, even with even even, even swapping it for oil with Iran, how, how, do they, how do they pull that off when they're the, the world's pariah? I mean... Uh, um, I think, I, I, I actually think what happens when you're trying to do something like that is... They will, uh, you know, they'll they'll ship them to China, and then they basically take them off one boat, put them on another, and then you know, under false pretenses, uh, continue on their way. But where do they get this, the parts? It's an it's an it's an indirect route, and they get the they get the parts and stuff through China. 
Okay. They get the it, it, they get in you know they get the stuff they need uh, through China, and China probably. I would love to know where the rockets. I'd love to know where the hell they got enough money for five thousand rockets to launch. That's what know. I'm saying. It's a, these are big numbers. I, I couldn't. I couldn't even buy like five thousand of those fun toy rockets that we had when we were kids that had the uh, that you shot off and then had the um, the, the um, parachute. Okay, I remember those things. I, yeah, no, I couldn't even. I I, I couldn't even. I had, I had a friend who who whose son now works for SpaceX. My godson works for SpaceX, and. Um, they shot one off once, and when the and, and it ended up landing in the middle of an expressway. <laughs> well, plus, I mean, um, if they they shot off but, a thousand of these things allegedly, and, and last Saturday, does that mean? Yeah, they, does and, that mean which is more is which is more than the Iron Dome can handle? Which which was the idea was to you know shoot off a thousand to get a few through. Right, but does that right mean off the bat, where you know, it, 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 you're talking about you know, it, it, and I don't know that much about you know what day-to-day life in Gaza was last Thursday compared to what it's like now but you know we we I think everybody can agree that we're not talking about a very rich country no uh, and uh, so where to and I don't necessarily think that that six billion dollars that that the Biden administration paid and, and there's just no other way to put it to get a few people out um, I don't think that six billion dollars I, I don't I this thing was being planned for too long. Yeah, plus that that hasn't left the yeah, bank that, yet. I, that, I mean, that's what you guys were saying last last hour was this thing has been being planned for too long. I think that's just a coincidence. I don't. I, I, I don't think. Know, it, I'm, I don't I'm think it's left the bank. Anybody but a fan of of the Biden administration uh, and a lot of the things that they're doing, and I don't think they should have done that. But I don't think that you know that's there's a direct link there. I think the money's still in the bank. Now, whether that allowed them to move other money, money forward is another story. But how, what, how do you suppose Iran, well, the reason why this money is, quote, so important to people, it's essentially Iran's money that we sequestered because they can't get it out. Yeah. They can't use the SWIFT system. Well, if Iran is, is, quote, funding all these people, how the hell are they doing? I mean, it, it, does Hezbollah have a, have a bank account in Zurich? I mean, They've got hard cash. You know, back at the Obama administration... Uh, there was money that they unfroze and they put it. They put cash on pallets and sent it over to Iran. Well, because we, well, because they couldn't cash a check. But I mean, it's still yeah. the. I mean, are there are there banks that are? I mean, we don't want people putting marijuana money through a bank here. Does Hezbollah have a Swiss bank account? I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they didn't. I mean, I I, I, I I would be shocked if they didn't. I just I, I don't know why yeah. Russell, as you know, I, I mean, you probably wonder what this chief guy's nuts. I'm always worried about the logistics. How, how the hell do you pull this off? How, how does North North Korea get they've paid? Been, they've get, been planning that, that, pulling this thing off. That was that was extremely coordinated. Tons of people had to know. Yeah, I would think and so too. It's it's, ama- it's it, it really is amazing that and um, I I heard this in one place. I heard that that Egypt had given Israel a heads up and they ignored it. I heard that too. Yeah, I. How did I, I, I mean, you, think, be, you think the I, Israelis? I was, do- I was deep in deep in a research project yesterday, so I didn't get to dig as much as I wanted to in all this. But um, yeah, my understanding is there. What you know, much like uh, everybody says that that you know, Roosevelt had an idea that Pearl Harbor was going to happen. Um, there, there, there's talk already that Israel had a feel, but Israel probably thought, yeah, you know, three guys are going to 
shoot a rocket off, and then they're going to go back to smoking hookah or whatever the hell they do. Uh, they probably didn't realize the extent. But they, of but what they was pride themselves. Them. We we never prided ourselves in 1941 of of having boots on the ground in Japan and all these other places. Mossad prides mm-hmm. himself on being the creme they de la creme. Did, yeah, they do. And and beyond that, um, there have been instances in the past where they've retaliated in Gaza, and when they retaliate, they'll take out a building. And they'll call everybody in the building and say, "You need to be out by this time. We're going to destroy the building." Yeah, I, they're, 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 I mean, it's like they know where everybody is over there too. What uh, you know? And we gotta they, go to break. They control, they control their telecommunication system, I believe. We so. gotta go to. Gotta yeah, go to it's shocking. We gotta go to break go here. Ahead. But did you? Uh, I, th- I think I sent this out a while ago. Did you read? Uh, I know Andrew's be mad at me. It'll be a bit, minute or two over, but he'll get over it. Uh, the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. The, when we moved the, the when we the U.S. of A. you and I weren't here, moved a big chunk of the fleet out there. They assigned to several of the admirals, like a, a, a an assignment. Said, okay, how would you attack Pearl Harbor if it was you? And everybody, a couple of guys said, you know, you couldn't really do it. Blah blah. One guy took a group of I think I don't know how many ships from like San Diego, I don't know if he told people mm-hmm. where the hell he was going, he went around Hawaii, came in from the northwest uh, with the sun, somehow the sun, or northeast, the sun behind him, and he launched an attack on a Sunday morning, and it, it when everybody, you know, was hung over from the night before, and he did the complete surprise. And he, yeah. and, uh, the the air F- or the navy wrote this all up, and they they somehow told the guy that he did it wrong. They, they didn't count it because it was on a Sunday morning, and nobody would attack on a Sunday morning, believe it or not. And so he was it was not considered that he that he essentially won the battle or, or would have taken the islands or would have caused damage. So he was essentially discredited because he picked a Sunday morning. Nobody would do that because it's it's you know it's the holy day. It was like six years later, the Japanese must have read the report. They did the exact <laughs> same yeah. thing. The exact same thing. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, it is kind of scary how this... I don't see how... I mean, I can't believe, uh, even though Netanyahu is you know, hanging by a thread a little bit and he's Mr. Right Wing, I can't believe that they knew about this and let it happen. I, I can't oh, I don't, think they, I, 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 don't, I don't think they did. I, I, I don't think they did. I don't think we... I don't think we really knew what was going to happen before Pearl Harbor. But Ro- Roosevelt, I yeah. think, had a very big inkling that something was going to happen. Matter of fact, they had huge, uh, uh, what do you call it, everybody was in, was in uh, general quarters like two weeks before, right? Mm-hmm. And yet after that, they seemed to have settled in on, especially since there was a huge storm front between Japan and Hawaii that weekend that, that the Japanese came in right behind. I think they thought whatever was going to happen was going to happen in the Philippines and stuff. There wasn't yeah. going to be in Hawaii, but they knew something was happening. They knew something was coming up. Yeah. But, but the guys were still negotiating in Washington, right? Yeah, but my understanding is the two people that were negotiating were kind of like putting, um, she was Biden and another Biden in the room. Well, they were, they like, were like really, they were really old diplomats that it, it's almost like everybody knew nothing was going to get done with these guys. Oh god, SP futures up nine, Nasdaq futures up thirty. We come back, Russell. It's Let's figure out 
Uh, mar- markets in wartime. It'll be an interesting topic. We'll oh, be right boy. back. Stacks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 799 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howe, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you are aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we have always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it is time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks and, jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome back, Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom on the board. SB Futures up nine. Nasdaq Futures up forty. We're still up, uh, kind of surprisingly, and we have ten-year rates going down. Even though the producer price index came in at 0.5%, uh, instead of the 0.3 they were looking at, and Russell kind of pine on this, the final demand for goods was 0.9%. 0.9% times 12, that's like, what, 10% on a year? That's not good. Index for final demand for services was only 0.3%, but uh, it has been the services leading, and all of a sudden the goods are back up top, and uh, I don't think that bodes well. I don't know about the CPI tomorrow, but certainly down the line. Um, that's a crazy number. We have Russell gets a minute to think on that one while we go through the rest of the stuff. He said, "Well, it's only up eight now, but we're we're still up." And the surprising part 
is the the uh, bonds are up, meaning the rates are down. It's kind of crazy. As, uh, Dow futures are up 82. Over in Asia, we've got the you know, these guys are closed, obviously. Nikkei up 189.6 percent. Hang Seng up 228, trying to get back to 18,000, 17,893. They got down to almost 17,5. Shanghai up three points, uh, 3,078. That's you know 0.1%, not much. Over in Europe, mixed, uh, yeah, kind of mixed. DAX is up more than it was though. It's up 51.3%. FTSE up 18.2. Kick around down 9.1. So I'm going to say not really mixed, but I'll say more like up there. Yesterday the Dow was up 134, S&P up 22, Nasdaq up 78. Uh, bonds. Uh, Ten-year down seven basis points. I was just saying, uh, the bond down six basis points. Uh, Japan down one. So uh, we're down to 4.59 on our on our ten-year. Uh, doesn't look like it's going to make it to five, at least not this go-around. Oil down 81 cents, 85.16. Brent down 75 cents, 86.90. It's really kind of surprising that the goods number is up that high with oil dropping during the month. I mean, it, I don't know what they're picking up. I have to go through. We'll go through it tomorrow. Uh, natural gas down a penny, 368. Our Bob is unchanged at 225. We've got gold up 940. Was up more than that. 1884. Silver up 21 cents, 2217. Copper down a penny, 361. We have Bitcoin uh, down 317. Now hanging over 27,000, 27,069. And we have the U.S. dollar uh, virtually, I'm going to say, exactly unchanged against the, the pound and. Maybe slightly, slightly higher against the euro. So 105.7 on the euro, 122.8 on the pound. And what we got for us, traffic weather sports. All right, it is 7.39 here in Chicago on Wednesday, October 11th. Uh, it's pretty simple for sports. We just had a game last night. The Blackhawks won over the Penguins 4-2. to two. Moving over to Chicago weather. It's currently 41 degrees right now. we got clear skies. Uh, high of seven, er, excuse me, high of 65 today. That's going to hit around 2 p.m. And a pretty good chance of rain overnight, reaching about 50 to 70 percent. Over in Phoenix, they're currently at 73 degrees. They got clear skies. They're going to have a high of 94. That's going to hit around 3 p.m. And finally, for Chicago traffic, uh, we just have some uh, traffic on the uh, inbound Dan Ryan. Uh, we have two accidents over there. Uh, excuse me for a second. I accidentally just closed the weather thing here when trying to open the tab. Um, it's, yeah. sun, it's sunny and cool. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's about it. Expect a, There's about two accidents in the inbound Dan Ryan. One of them is pretty close to downtown. Uh, so expect some delays coming in from there. So that's all I got. Back to you, Chief. So, Russell, we have uh, the, the Fed involved. We've got this producer price num- number, which came in lousy. Uh, but but the bonds are going the other way, which is some, somewhat weird. Are we, have we decided with the, all the Fed people talking now that interest rates, hikes are off the table and we're going to go back the other way, or, or what are we doing? And then you have Santelli and other people thinking 10-year rates are going to 12 because the inflation is not coming down. Um, in, this, in this mess of news or non-news or opinions, where are you? I, I'm i not surprised. I kind of thought we might get an upside surprise number on the PPI and then on the CPI as well. And I thought the market re- reaction would be a lot different than it is right now. Uh, that's for darn sure. I I really felt like this might be the first inkling that we're going to have a second bout with inflation. Um, and I mean, part of it's just you continue to see some supply chain issues ar- around the world. You got oil, you know, zigzagging, but at relatively high levels. Uh, I was I'm kind of surprised at what you said about the demand side of things. That you know, demand was so much stronger. I thought we were running out of money. Um. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that's that's actually what I want to 
ask you about this last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. A, uh, the, the chairman of Walmart came out yesterday. I don't know if you saw his little spiel. He said the, the, the consumer is finally exhausted. It's the first time we've seen him backing up in 10 years. Uh-huh. And I, uh, you, you mentioned uh, a, a while ago that October was going to be a very key month because 43 million people got to start sending 286 bucks a month. On well, and, and, and one person on the radio with you right now has to send 1150 Yeah. every month, which, you know, that's, that, that's, that's a whole lot of sweater vests and colored glasses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, that's a lot. Oh, that, that, that was no, the, that, yeah, that's that my, was the cocktail. That's my, that's, my, that's my PhD. Are you uh, saying that no, no, no cocktails for chief this month? No cocktails for chief this month. This no new no th- new doggy toys for the Frenchie. This this sucks. I worry more about the Frenchie yeah. than me. Well, yeah, I do. Although the Frenchie is living large as always while I'm on the radio. Oh yeah. It, it's almost like we're both on together. She's so much on top of me right now. <laughs> what about um, now? Does she get moved out by the by the blind one, or are they are they coexist? Or yeah, they? when the blind when the blind one showed up for the weekend last weekend, um, the and, and in a roundabout way, I think the the. Uh, the the uh, the blind ones owners I think they name dropped me to Pete because Pete's a big Minnesota guy as well oh yeah uh, in the whole small world of things uh, but yeah the the blind one basically is is by my side the whole time that that she's here and the other two just kind of keep their distance although uh, I wish I had made a video of this one the 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 one that has eyes the Frenchie that has eyes was basically just jumping up and down in front of her, trying to get her to do something, and the other dog just sat there. Yeah. And, and the Frenchie was like, "What? You know, the the one that we have is like, what the hell, man? You're supposed to play with me." And I'm like, "Dude, she doesn't even see you." Yeah, it's so, uh... <laughs> yeah, but it was it was kind of comical. And then I play Marco Polo an awful lot with the blind one. Oh God. Um. Oh, it's it. It, the, the owners think it's hilarious. Too. Well, I was at um, the. Uh, I was at real quick. Let me set this up a little bit. I was yeah. at my 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 small. God, it's almost become a, a become a cub reporter for Stocks and Jacks. Uh, Saturday night. Um, thank God, I had some some backup. There's a there's a Peppies out by uh, Audrey, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not your your, your carryout kind of joint. It's a beautiful place with a real nice bar, all these TVs and everything. Uh, and they they used to do. Really well at lunch and dinner. It's 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 not it's not fine dining, but it's not McDonald's. It's in the middle. That's sort of like casual dining, family that kind of stuff. And I get the feeling that those are the guys that are getting stuck in the behind. And I, the the, bar oh, t- yeah. the bartender, nice lady. I go, uh, you know, what's going on? Of course, thank God I was able to watch something other than the Irish because they were getting trounced. I was able to watch a major league playoff on the next TV. Uh, she goes, it's the last six weeks. All of a sudden, we're Really slowing down. I mean, of the family stuff, lunch, lunch crowd. Well, their buffet was at lunch buffet was six. Now it's twelve after COVID. You know, which is still pretty cheap. But she said, "No, we're 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 seriously slowing down." The same people they told me that kind of at Fox's a little bit too. And last night I took a client out. Uh, actually, a couple of guys. We went to a, an Italian restaurant on the south side, which is it's a really good place, and. Russell, we walk in there. Why the guy was even open? There's two ladies at the bar, oh, maybe two other bad. tables. We sit down. Those guys, the ladies, eventually leave the back room. Four policemen come in and sit down, and we left 8:30. And the only people in the place were policemen. And I'm thinking, and we, I pull up, and 
I go, uh, they got the, the yellow cones out in front of the place. I'm thinking maybe I got a valeted truck. The owner comes out and he goes, hey, just move the cones, park there, there's nobody here. <laughs> okay, oh then. Gosh. And, I mean, I I think a lot of stuff, and the, the, the head of Walmart basically uh, confirmed that he said for the first time in 10 years, the c- consumers. They're really seeing it. Yeah, they're seeing and it. If they, and if they're seeing it, it's real. Yeah. Because they also, they they benefit from from people that that do have some coin that are becoming a much more cost conscious yeah yeah you know, i've got i've got i've gone through periods where i've struggled a bit professionally etc and you know i i was i was heading to walmart every once in a while so i i've been there and lived through that and and know that that is a reality but if that becomes a if those guys start to see problems, that's when we've got a real macro problem. And if that, if you know, if if that's the case, then maybe that's why the market's not reacting as you would expect it to with an upside. So, you know, if we had an upside, so if we had this number two years ago, uh, we we would be talking about an awful lot of red on the screen right now. Um, you realize that guys like you have caused a lot of the weather change in China. I did not cause the weather change in China. I'm just saying you don't think you did, but places like Walmart that went over to get the uh, what's the what's the really it's not even wool the really nice sweaters they're made out of uh, oh the cheap cashmere they came up with over there and they because they because uh, don't ask me how I know this but Audrey told me this uh, mm-hmm. cashmere they're goats right they're not sheep yeah yeah they. Yeah, they mass they mass produced it over there. The the problem with that is, uh, cashmere goats eat the grass down so far that they kill it, unlike sheep. Of course. Well, but they make th- but they make that cool sweet money for you. But they've done care, it in you know, so. Who cares if yeah you know, everybody's gonna die? But in the uh, cool but what money. they've done is they've managed to turn a lot of the land within like a 500 miles of Beijing into desert. Yeah. It's and it's totally totally changed the climate in Beijing. And I blame you for your, for buying the cashmere sweaters at Walmart. Oh, I only buy I know, I only buy made in America stuff. All right, just saying. Which is a complete pain in the butt. Oh god, yeah. But I I You know what it probably is keeping me from spending too much. Do you uh the family, there was a family a few years ago that mm-hmm. swore they were not going to buy anything from China and they made it to May before they had to capitulate. What do you suppose the item was they had to capitulate on? Clothing? Or no, something electronic. Nope. What? They had promised the kids one of those little blow-up, the kids were like four and five, uh, they promised Mm -hmm. them one of those little blow-up outside pools. There (laughs) there was no pool made anywhere in the world but China. So they they promised the kids, so they bought one from China. They made it to May. Well, I, I, I... Command, I, I commend their uh, breaking the rule for the four and five year old. Yeah, well, I was because uh, they they because they don't deserve that. Well, our, our former producer uh, Thomas, he wants to go to IKEA. Of course, he has no car. Audrey goes, oh, we'll go to IKEA. So we drag his butt out there. Long oh yeah. Long. So those two off shopping. <laughs> I have no interest in shopping. And I'm walking around and I we, I, I pick up a shot glass. And the bottom says "Man in China." Everything in the place. I was even suspecting that maybe the meatballs were made in China, but you know I don't know about that. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to touch that one. Keep yeah, going. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go there with that. So I'm like, I don't, I never, I'm never coming back to this place again, and I haven't. Uh, but what 
Now, what is this? If you're an investor, I, I'm, I'm finally trying to get my, my, my brain disconnected from logic in, uh, in trading the market. And when this stuff all happened, you would think that it would be a problem worldwide for commerce in the market. Yet, I know that the people in this country, after coming through a horrendous period with COVID, see the market go straight up. They don't care what the problem is. If an asteroid was had in New York, and if the Fed comes out and says we're going to put money into the system, people buy stock. I mean, we've, yeah. we've become the Weimar Republic, or hopefully not there yet, but where it has nothing to do with <coughs> real value, it just has to do. But then again, that's what I'm supposed to do for my clients. So this week, we've actually held my nose and been actually pretty darn long mm-hmm. uh, because I, I, this is the, just the response I've. I've, I've People think, and all of a sudden you got three people from the Federal Reserve who I think shouldn't be talking, are out there talking, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're not going to wish to push it off to the end of the year, who knows, and they basically <coughs> call the interest rate, short-term interest rate, dogs off. But if you're right, and uh, you're not exactly saying the same thing Rick, Rick Santelli was saying, if inflation re- raises its ugly head, this generation doesn't really know. The Fed doesn't control long-term rates they, unless they totally overwhelm the market, which they did. Mm-hmm. Long-term rates go with people's thought of inflation at some point, and the long-term rates they could cut, they could cut these rates back from five and a half to four. You could see long-term rates at twelve, right? Probably oh, yeah. won't, but you could. Yeah, there's a. I'm. I, I don't. You know, I look at the yield curve, but I don't really trade bonds too often. Uh, and I was thinking about buying, you know, getting long bonds because uh, I've I've got a lot of cash right now because uh, I've. I just haven't been buying stocks uh, for the past few months and trying to figure out what to do with the money. And then I looked at where long-term interest rates are relative to short-term interest rates. I'm like, uh, I I had no idea we were so inverted still. Uh, And I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to, you know, buy bonds right now because one of two things is going to happen. The short-term rates are going to come down a bit uh, and that's going to probably start bumping stocks. But or the long-term rates are gonna gonna catch up with the short-term rates, and I think the second scenario is what's gonna happen. Why don't you uh, shove your extras four million dollars here today? In my bro, will go to the auction for you on Monday, get you a 5.5 percent six-month T bill, and if you decide you want to do something a month from now, he sells it in a nanosecond and you buy it. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Doable. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. They'll do it all for you. It's free. It's free money. Well, I mean, it's a. Uh, Five point six percent. The Fed's paying. It's, it's not so good bad. Money. It's uh, we haven't been able to get five point six percent that easily in a long, 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 long time. We have we have all kinds of people that have. And the idea is, if if everyone's like come up with a stock idea or say it's time to get an index, we can we can off that in two minutes. Nothing's more fungible than a six month T bill. Yeah. Plus, you can borrow against it. I mean, you don't even have to sell it. I, mean, I wouldn't advise that, but you you don't have to sell it. You don't have to if you if you're not if you if you are trying to time the market. I guess you could do that. But yeah, but otherwise you can just. Uh, it, I mean, it's what it's ninety percent haircut or ninety five. I should know, but it's, it's somewhere's it way up there. Be. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. So, but what do you what do you make of? I mean, I I wouldn't you love Russell if we could be in a room. I'm not saying in Washington, but I'd I'd love to find out how all this money. I mean, everybody's you know guys like Mike are actually everybody's an expert on. Oh yeah, Iran's doing this. Iran's. Doing this. I can't. I I just love to find out how exactly does Iran sell send Hezbollah a check, or cash, or 
And, and who who does Hezbollah call up and say, I need 500 rackets or Hamas? Is it somebody in this country? I mean, how do they get all that? that that's the... How did all that stuff get into Gaza? Yeah. And Gaza, Gaza ain't a big place. It's uh, it's about the size of... During the break, I was doing looking up stats and stuff. And, By the way, uh, uh, their only power plant just ran out of fuel. And guys, they have one power plant. And guys, they ran out of fuel just now. Yeah, that's uh, basically they. Uh, you know, they're not gonna. I, I don't think Israel is bombing them back to the Stone Age, but is squeezing them back to the Stone Age. Yeah. Yeah, which doesn't you know is not not as nasty as what happened to Israel. No, they, they didn't. They're not marching in there and and cutting the heads off. You know, going into orphanages. Well, let's hope they don't. The let's hope they don't. Babies and all that stuff. I don't think they will. I I I think they, you know, they'll they'll be a bit more. They I think they will be measured. It'll be a it's a severe response that's coming, but I do think that the that I don't think I mean I saw, I saw somebody that looked like everybody's grandma. Uh, with a couple of terror, you know, with a couple of uh, of the Hamas guys uh, in a golf cart being taken back to Gaza to be a a, a, a hostage. Really? You know, I don't, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Well, there's all kinds. Of, yeah, you got all kinds of hostages, which was, yeah, which is making I, it difficult I, for the Israelis. And and this is what I think, and I, I think this is where they aired. I think the um, the the idea was. Let's really mess them up. Let's take a bunch of their people, because they're because because Israel is very sensitive about getting all of their people back, and they probably won't. They, they'll probably be somewhat measured because we'll have a bunch of their people as kind of yeah. like shields, and that's not working. What? Uh, uh, if you, if you... I do think that's what I think that's what their plan was was. Well, grab because the grabbing a bunch of people and taking them back just seems funny. It, it just seems unusual, but that might have been their big master plan. Well, if we do this, then you know Israel will be measured because we'll have so many of their people. Do we think and there's there's not a we think there's not a a NATO or an American name in any of these rackets or bullets? I sure hope not. But what what if there is? What do we do? Do we do nothing, or do we go after those guys? Well, if there if there is, it probably came from. Um, they probably came from Afghanistan, where we left a bunch of crap behind. I don't. I don't think we had. Do we have a real lot of blind? Do we have a lot of blind, blind rackets? Well, my point is, if it is U.S. stuff, it 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 wasn't bought directly from us. Let's hope not. Yeah. It was it was captured somewhere or something like that. Do we I keep expect. I keep expecting that Afghanistan stuff that we left behind to show up in Russia. What do you uh? What do you suppose the, uh, I mean, Lou's been talking, and I've, I've read a couple places that, like on an, an ICBM, you you every once in a while you have to re, you have to uh, replace the timers and all the other stuff, the the, the electronic yeah. the guts of the thing. Um, I, I mean, we've we've been out of there what, two and a half years, and we left. I mean, I don't. Know, can you? Are you? Stuff, stuff is probably stuff is probably there. There is. There's probably a lot of, you know, if, if we left three tanks, they got one that's kind of hobbling along yet, and they're using the other two for spare parts. Well, I mean, there are people in this country that couldn't get in the Jeep and drive it if it's a stick shift. But, I mean, there's, yeah. I don't think you and I can get in the tank and have the thing do anything. I would have no idea well, what to do. Probably not. You know. 
Do we leave Michael the... Dukakis could drive a tank. Oh god, so do we do we leave drive. the keys? <laughs> I, hope, I hope we at least <laughs> took the keys. <laughs> maybe we hotwire it. I guess you could. I don't know. I uh, I, I got to believe that there's an awful lot of training involved in a lot of this stuff. But I mean, yeah, we oh, left. Yeah. But uh, you know, I let's just I just the, the choreography of the cash and the supplies and everything. If you knew that, I think it would tell a lot of tales, wouldn't you? Yeah, the the uh, the economics of terrorism. Well, every, but everybody's convinced because I mean, there's and, and there is a such thing. It sounds terrible when I say it like that. Well, yeah, but there is a such thing. What uh, well, I mean, yeah. everybody's convinced that Iran is the huge bad player. What if what if they're all wrong? What if it's China or North Korea or Russia or someplace? I mean, they just to to logically think it through. The, the Hamas and Gaza can't do this on their own. They needed help. And, you know, I, I doubt it was China or... I doubt it was Russia. You know, uh, about a fifth of the people in Israel are of are Russian descent. So Russia gets put in a really funky situation with respect to Israel. Well, now, uh, Hamas there are, is... There are, a lot of, there are a lot of Russian Jews in... Or there are a lot of uh, you know, people of Russian descent in Israel, so they 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 kind of they 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 have to walk a fine line on that one. So I severely doubt that Russia would have supplied. But you just have to start checking off. But where could they have come from? Well, Hamas you know, is there's, a there's 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 you know there's four or five stores in the world that you can go buy rockets, and it's China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran. So which one which one is it? Well, the, the Hamas story? is uh, where did where did uh. Mike say they're they're headquartered. And they're not in, they're not in uh, Gaza. They're they're next to it. Is that Syria? Hezbollah is Lebanon, right? They're north. Now, do the people in Hamas yeah. get along with the people in Hezbollah? Can they get along for a month to pull something like this off, or do they, do they get along normally, or are they rivals? I mean, I'd love to know all this stuff, and I don't know any of it. I'm pissed off at myself. I I, I think it's like you know the the older Bond movies where you you know the, people are saying that they had a meeting a couple of weeks ago. And you probably had a whole lot of like-minded bad guys that want to get rid of Israel and and think America is the giant devil uh, that got together and and knew this thing was going and you know coordinated an awful lot of stuff together. What do you think they served at the meeting? I don't know. You know, I don't know about, the, I don't know about that I, either. I don't even. I don't even know what okay. But I mean, are these are these these players don't seem there. like it's you know, it's almost like. Uh, Groups of pirates in the Caribbean. I mean, do they all get along? Do they jack? Do they get? Can they? Were they capable of working together? Or Hamas? Hamas? Apparently, they're apparently they're capable of working together because, again, this thing, this thing took a lot of. You know, the nine eleven took a lot of coordination, but it was basically twenty guys and then maybe some money people. Uh, This was a lot more than twenty guys, and a lot more. You know, but. A lot more coordinated manpower coming from all different directions at the same time. Mike says that the weapons are, you can get in and out of Gaza through Lebanon, and uh, well, it's in the north and 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 Syria. I mean, these borders are all kind of. I mean, what I got to do by yeah, I got to do by before Friday. We start talking more about well tomorrow with Lou. I got to get my ass in front of a big map of the area and figure out where all these places are. Make sure it's a new map because it's always changing. Can I trust Google or are they they compromise? Um, Google is probably updating their maps. All right. right, Russell, I take care I, of yourself, I buddy. Uh, all right. Are I you uh? So is Indi- is Indiana? Do, 
do they have 25 new players on their team, or are they behind in this new world of uh, of football? You talking about for for, for football? Yeah. I, I don't really know. You know, they're not. They, I severely doubt that there's a whole you know that there's a big old stack of cash for NIL in in Indiana football now basketball. Who's their uh, Who's their their uh, sponsor? I mean, are you guys a Nike school, an Under Armour school, or an Adidas? School? No, we are an Adidas school, which is something that I'm very proud of. Well, that means Adidas is going to start paying people and, and shoving you away, probably. Well, it's not. It's not the paying people. It's uh, you know the the slave labor that Nike uses. Oh, I, I get it. All right, buddy, you take care of yourself. Uh, say hello to the. You get the blind guy this weekend again, or no? No, not this weekend, but next weekend, and then all Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll drive him, drive him down to to visit with you. On, oh, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Take well, you you can't be leaving your other guy at home. He'll be pissed off. They, you know what? They sit in the corner, pissed off the whole time. Oh God! Let's be futures up. Leaves and they come back. Let's be futures up thirteen. Is if he's up fifty-five, be right back. All I think is maybe it's just the weekend and she'll be out of here, and then, then she is. They're happy. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Stocks and jocks. That's all, folks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. HomeSource Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. CairoMed. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. 